This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Marnie Hughes, and this is Missing on News Nation. Each week, we focus on a missing person case from across the country, taking you behind the headlines. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. They're missed by their family, their friends, their community, and sometimes by complete strangers. It's our mission to bring these cases to light with the hope of finding answers and sometimes offering closure. And maybe you can help us solve some of these mysteries too. This is Missing. Bruce Benson's new size 11 boots sit by his chair as if willing him to come home. The farmer was getting all he could out of an old pair, a source of pride for his wife, Maxine. He had his old red wing boots on because he saved, you know, I mean, we didn't throw nothing away before time to throw it away. With their son, Grady, by her side, Maxine can't quite believe she is sitting on her ranch of five decades and Bruce isn't there with them. You don't think it'll ever happen to you. And these things don't happen in Cotton County. What is known? Last November, Maxine left Bruce home alone for a girl's trip to Branson, Missouri. That night, Grady got a flat on the plow and Bruce came in his pickup to help out. I was getting the tire out of the barn and he pulled up over there and shined his lights up there so I could turn the lights on in the barn. Bruce said goodnight from inside his truck. I told him I'd see him tomorrow, you know. And, and he's normal. Yeah. He's- yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. Bruce had a relatively new phone, but insisted it be a flip. So when Maxine didn't get her text returned, she wasn't worried. The next morning I tried again, and then I, uh, so I called him. So I come by over here, come up to that door, knocked on it, and I could see his boots in here. And like I said, it was of a morning. I thought, he's probably still in bed. I'll make a few rounds, check some cattle, and come back by. While making those cattle rounds, Grady saw his dad's pickup parked right where it belonged. I come back through, knocked on the door, and when he still didn't come to the door, that's whenever I was, you know, went to get in this feeling something, something's not right. Maxine and her friends hurried home. Soon, just about all of Cotton County, Oklahoma, was searching for Bruce Benson. His unlocked truck contained keys, that cell phone, and his wallet with $200 cash. Did you ever think in a million years you'd still be sitting in your living room? No. Still not knowing. Never. As the months pass, Maxine's Facebook posts changed from farming and family to finding her love in time for their 50th wedding anniversary this July. The thing my mama said to me the day we got married is always take care of your man. And I've tried to do that. So then I got the place over there, Caddy Corner. Grady Benson now tends both ranches and helps look after Bruce's 91-year-old dad. So he wouldn't just up and leave, you know, 
this place everything that he's ever known, only place he's ever been. As everything sits in place, ready for the much-loved farmer to walk back through the door. A lot of people have said, how can you stay there by yourself? And I said, easily, I've said it for nearly 50 years, there's nobody gonna run me off this hill. Nobody. They'll have to carry me away from here. And I'll never give up looking for help. Never. Now, it's your opportunity to get involved. During our After the Show, we share the extended interviews and your questions, all in an effort to bring the missing home. Bruce Benton just simply vanished. It's a mystery and it doesn't make sense as you see each one of these stories and the impact it has on the family who are trying to get answers. For the next few minutes, I'm going to be speaking with Maxine Benson, Bruce's wife, as she desperately searches for her husband. And this is also an opportunity, uh, now that you've seen Bruce's case, um, to join in our conversation. If you have questions uh, that you want to ask of Maxine, uh, we welcome you to do so, or just thoughts of support, uh, because this is so hard for this family. Maxine, Benson, thank you for joining us. She's on the phone this morning. I appreciate you giving us more of your time to talk about your husband and, and what happened to him. Thank you. I want to go back, if I could, to when you both met so I can get a better picture of the both of you, your marriage, nearly 50 years this year, and how it all started. Um, can you take us back there, Maxine? Um, I was 16. He was 18. And I was working at a truck stop and on weekends. And he got to coming in there and asked if he could take me home one night. That was it. <laughs> and uh, our first date was like February the 18th. And we've been together ever since. What was it then about Bruce that attracted you to him, Maxine? Oh, he, he was nice to everybody, and he was just, to me, he was for me. Fifty years, that's a long time. Um, over those years, tell us about your life together, your children, um, any grandchildren? Uh, yes, we have two here on Earth, and we lost one at 19 months old to cancer. Uh, our oldest granddaughter is 24, and our grandson is 21 now, and they live nearby, and uh, I see them most every day till this day. How hard and it is, have, sorry, go ahead. And we have one son, Grady, and he just lives across the pasture from me, so he's very close too. And it sounds like Grady's been instrumental in helping you continue to maintain your farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How hard has the he, last six months been for you and Grady and, and for all of your family as close as you are um, to not know? It's the not knowing. It's just been pure hell. The not knowing where he is and what happened. 
How often do you recount your last moments with Bruce, uh, what the two of you said? Every day. Tell me about that moment. Uh, we'd met with friends that night at the fish house. And, uh, of course, I was going with them because our bus to Branson left like at 6 o'clock the next morning. And I was going home with one of my friends that night so we could get to Duncan by 6 o'clock the next morning. And uh, my suitcase, I had it with me. And when we went to leave, we was all standing out front talking and visiting. He went and got my suitcase out of our pickup and brought it over to put in their car and kissed me by and said goodbye. Uh, and we started out and get down the road. Uh, one of my friends forgot to give her key to her house to her daddy, and we stopped. And we, she gave him the key, and he drove through about that time. Bruce did. And he called, and he said, are y'all okay? And I said, yeah. But Lacey forgot to give her key to her daddy. And he said, okay, y'all be careful. I'll see you Saturday. And that's the last thing he said. I'll see you Saturday. And I tried to text him from... Uh, we went up to the to Comanche when we watched the music awards and all of that it was over with. I texted him and said good night, and I expected him to call me back, but he didn't. And I just thought well, he fell asleep in his chair. He's in the shower, something. I didn't think much about it. And the next morning we left and headed that way on a bus and. I texted him a couple of times, but by that time I thought, well, he's out and helping Grady or doing something that way. And uh, I think whatever happened, it happened by 11 o'clock that Wednesday night, and it happened in the carport. Whatever happened, I think that's it happened there. And why do you think that? Uh, because his keys, his wallet, and his phone were still in that pickup. And it was parked in the carport like he always does. I think somebody surprised him at the carport. And, and what evidence do you, as you talk to police, have of that? And, and it sounds like you suspect some sort of foul play. Oh, um, they think like I do about that that part there's a lot they can't tell me that they know that's the because he did not come in the house I, I know he did not come in this house that night uh, that on Tuesday before we went to vote we did that we went we left there and we went to the grocery store getting him some snacks for when I'd be gone and I got stuff to make a pie and if he came back in this house He'd ate some more of that pie that night, and he did not come back in this house. There's no signs that he came in this house. Were there any signs of a struggle, Maxine, near the car with all of his belongings left behind? Not, not that they can find. How about anyone your husband may have had a conflict with or, or any problems with? Had he indicated to you that was happening? 
He'd never had a conflict with anybody his whole life. He never. Nothing. So is it your belief that this was something random? Had you seen anything around your property prior to him vanishing? I really think it was random. But, you know, who knows? Uh, I don't. He never had a problem with no one. He was always kind of happy, always happy about everything, and all he thought about was us and farming and all of his life. Mm-hmm. Did Bruce have he, any health issues? Was he no ailing in any way? No, no, no. Other than his keys and his wallet, any other evidence at the last place his truck was seen? Uh, Any texts on his phone? No. All the texts that was on his phone is what I'd sent him. Trying to, you know, said, you know, call me, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know. I know and there nothing. there are there is information you, you can't share, but you're working with law enforcement. Anything that they've been able to provide to you, giving you some hope that they're close, that they have any leads? Mm, I think they're close. I think they're real close. Um, and it it will come out, I'm hoping soon, but they got to, somebody, somebody will crack. And I think it's close on them cracking. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So police and you believe someone knows something, the message to that person or group of people is what, Maxine? Please, please, somebody, <laughs> come forward and tell us something. Uh, let, let us find him. Um, well, I need, I need to find him. As you look back on your life with Bruce over so many decades, so many happy times, um, share a memory of your husband, if you could, Maxine. I know it's hard. Oh, we would always laugh about. We got married like on a Saturday night. When we got back from our little honeymoon, we came to this right where we live now, same, same hill, but it was a different house. And uh, the next Saturday afternoon, of course, it's middle of July and it's hot. And he said, come go with me. Come go help me a minute, a little bit. And I said, okay. And we go to, to one of the fields that he'd planted cotton in. And his uh, weed killer hadn't worked that good that year. He handed me a hoe. And we tried to hoe out some weeds, and we only went maybe a quarter of a mile on the row. 
and turn around and come back down that row. And when we got to the end of the row, I was tuckered plumb out for sure. And we came home and I cleaned up and I went back to where I was from. I, I always laughed and I said he didn't know if I was coming back or not, but I just went and got help. <laughs> I brought my some of my family back to help us and they came back and we all oh you know, we made a fun time out of it, which it really wasn't fun, but we tried to make it that way, all of us down there chopping cotton together and he finally had to get a crew that that's what they did. <laughs> but we tried. We yeah. tried to do it, but you know. I mentioned a moment ago, Maxine, that Bruce loved his home and that he really never went more than a mile away from it, living and working and all of that. What did your home, your property, your family, what does that mean to him? That's his life. Uh, His grandparents only lived a mile from us. It's where they lived as he was growing up. And uh, his, his parents, from where we live right now, our son lives in that house. It's less than a half a mile going across the pasture. He's lived in three houses his whole life. And we're looking the at one that his parents lived in when he was born, and then they moved to where I call it the house on the hill over there. And then when we got married, he come here to this over here, and that's it. Mm. Uh, Maxine, in these uh, live stream discussions, we often get people who are watching and they're hearing about the case for the first time. And I have a couple of questions um, for you. And, and I mentioned any health issues that Bruce may have had, and you said he didn't. Donna from New York is asking if there were any signs of dementia. Had you seen anything like no. that? No. No. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. I have another question. Uh, this is just more of a an offerance of help uh, from uh, C. McLemore, who is watching right now and asking if there are ways that we can help Maxine and Grady during this terrible time, this terrible disappearance. Um, What do you guys all need from your local community and from those watching? What would be your ask? Just keep your eyes open. And I've even drove through the homeless in case something happened that medically that we didn't even think about and he doesn't know where he's at just keep watch at all times just keep watching have you all conducted searches in your area on your property that's all happened multiple times that all happened that first weekend there was helicopters airplanes people on horseback people on four-wheelers walking dogs Drones, you name it, it was here. And they were looking probably, I would say, within a five-mile radius of here then. Because we are near Red River and we are near Cash Creek. And a number of times they came and did that. I know you think about Bruce often. At what point of the day or night is it the hardest? Do you think about him the most? Not time. Why is that? I can stay busy enough during the day. But at night, it's, it's not easy. 
If you could say anything to your husband, Maxine, what would you tell him? Well, he knows I love him. But I just need him back. I need him to come back. Maxine, my heart breaks for you. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you giving us some of your time, sharing your husband with us and with your family. Um, my final question to you is if anybody knows anything and can help, uh, who do they contact? How do they reach out? What do they do? They can contact me or they can contact the Cotton County Sheriff's Department or the OSBI or Grady. Max Any of us. Maxine Benson, her husband, Bruce Benson, his picture is on your screen. If you can help, if you know anything, the Cotton County Sheriff's Office is ready for you to reach out. Maxine, uh, I send you my love, um, a virtual hug. Thank you again. Uh, Thank my, you. my heart goes out to you. God bless you and your family, and we'll be in touch. I hope you have answers soon. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. It's our mission to bring these cases to light. If you have a case you think we should be looking into, submit it to newsnationnow.com missing. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Marnie Hughes. This is Missing.